Hi friends, thanks again for listening to the Naked Soul Podcast. Now I'm not for sure if you've had a chance to listen to episode 4 with Jedediah Jenkins, but I opened up the podcast with a question that was influenced by Richard Rohr's book, Falling Upward. If you haven't read the book, I highly recommend it. The message of falling upward is straightforward embracing. The spiritual life is not static. You will come to a crisis in your life, and after the crisis, if you're open to it, you will enter a space of spiritual refreshment, peace, and compassion that you could not have imagined before. What you thought you knew about living the spiritual life no longer suffices for the life you are now living. With that being said, I wanted to know how Jed's relationship with God or his spiritual life has changed as he navigated the depths of his own brokenness in crisis. Here's what he had to say. Uh, when I was listening to a uh, podcast that I think you did with your friend Ruthie mm. and Miles. Yeah. And That's a great one. I think you had said something about how this book, which I love, by the way, and how the book was really about your transition from traditional and ple- people pleasing to understanding self and pleasing how you see God. Mm. Mm. How has your understanding of God changed? How has your relationship changed in the midst of this, that crisis, feeling that deep, deep, deep shame, working your way out of that shame? I have to think that the way you once saw God, maybe, into how you see him today has remarkably, is remarkably different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I would say, I think just stripping away what those aspects of God that to me, seemed to be sus- suspiciously human. Like, he was a little too anthropomorphized. He's jealous, sounds mm. a lot like a man. <laughs> you know, he doesn't like women's menstrual periods. He's like, doesn't like this. He needs a lot of money. I'm like, this is a dude. This is not God. This is a company, an organization. And so, and so I'm like, okay, how do I unpack that but obviously there's something very fundamentally true about this because billions and billions of people see something in it so somewhere in here is a big messy cocktail of the truth mixed in with everything else and then as you go on the journey you realize everything belongs everything is the truth but i mean i kind of fell in love reading thomas merton and richard Mm. Rohr and the, the the desert mystics and stuff just how mysticism which is this all-including wide philosophy that God is God is ever-present in everything. And, and we anthropomorphize God so that we can talk about him, but we, can, we must never forget that all language is metaphor. All pronouns are metaphors. All names are metaphors for something unknowable. And the one thing I know in my heart or I feel in my heart is that whatever the organizing principle of the universe is, it's beautiful and it's loving. And so that is kind of where I landed on God. I just very much embrace that it's metaphor, but I do feel the loving pull of the truth, whatever that is. How was it before? Before was, really before it was the Bible specifically the like new international version that I had (laughs) was the word of God, holy and and a rule book. And God is found through that book, period, nowhere else. And if you find him in nature or whatever, it's only because the book said you could Mm. like I worship the evangelical church worships the Bible period. And 
I just stopped doing that. I remember going when I I'm, I don't know how much you know about my story. Probably not. You shouldn't. But I left the NFL because I found a church on Twitter that was speaking my language, mm. putting to words something I could never put to words mm. in Canada. I mm. dropped everything, sold everything, packed my bags, drove to Canada. And I lived on the basement floor of a boiler room for four years. And I became the janitor of a church so that I could become mentored. So I, I could be mentored by this pastor who still like like I could cry thinking about him just because of the wisdom, the patience that he had with me uh, to show up every single day and just speak into my life. And I remember like my world was just crumbling. And I remember driving down the interstate and I grew up in a charismatic home, always felt like I could talk to God. He's always speaking to me. Mm-hmm. And he says, Caleb, what do you want? And I remember just like pulling over because I started crying because I was just like, I just spent the, my entire life trying to get to the top because I thought that's where you were, God. And I thought that's where mm. I was going to find everything I'm looking for. And I remember thinking like, I just want to find my life. Mm. Show me my life. Show me where I belong. I remember God saying back to me, he says, have you ever asked what it looks like to lose your life? Hmm. And I was like, no. <laughs> you know the scripture, if you want to find your life, yeah, lose your yeah, life. Yeah. how many of us are waking up every day and being like, oh, I wonder what it looks like to lose my life today. Yeah, no. Nope. <laughs> Not happening. We're always trying to push our life forward, you know, make something happen, be somebody. But it, he says, let me show you what it looks like to lose your life. Hmm. Let me show you. And that was really the next season, you know, the next six, seven, well, seven years of my life was just this stripping, this tearing, this, this. He says, the depths that you're willing to take me will be the heights that I will bring you. Mm. And I said, okay. So I said, let's go deep. And um, out of that season now, though, my relationship with God has drastically changed. I completely agree with you. That strong attraction and the pull from love. Mm. And it's the difference between living life from a place of abundance mm, yes, versus living from a place of lack. And this isn't just like financially speaking. Oh, right. Right. This is like lack of love, lack of love, lack of, lack of affirmation. affection, affirmation. Yeah. Like I find everything that I need in my relationship with the Lord who is constantly in tune with me. He can mm. never leave me nor forsake me. I can. He's always there for mm. me. He's always feeling, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it revolutionizes your life. But that only comes after this season of, unraveling the you, second half of life right? it. yeah <laughs> you have to lose but it. so funny is you can't the way we're designed you cannot decide to lose it almost no. like it, it it's like and that's what i love about the the grace and the calm wisdom of just these teachers and aging and all these things is as a young person, you have to think you can build the castle yourself. Everyone does. Because unless you try it and fail, you'll never know the truth. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Naked Soul Podcast. I hope you all were blessed as much as I was. And if you were, I would be thrilled if you would take the time to rate this podcast and even leave a review. It would mean so much to me. Also, if you would like to learn more about the Naked Soul process or learn more about who I am and what I can help you with, please visit www.calebcampbell.me or you can follow me on Instagram at Caleb underscore Campbell. As always, I love you all and I'm rooting for you. And if there's anything I can ever do to help, please don't hesitate to ask.